Vishnu Sahasranam, name 928, Rakshana. Maybe some of you can understand the meaning. So, who protects us is called Rakshana. The demoniac attitude is to think, I'm in control. I'm powerful. I did it my way. I'm on top of everything. The sane attitude, the devotional attitude, is to realize that I am very, very small. I need protection. And turn to Krishna, who is our ultimate protector, who in this world can protect us. Prahlad Maharaj, the son of Hiranyakashipu, naturally the son looks to the parents for protection, especially the father. But in the case of Prahlad, from the very outset, he rejected his father practically as being a father at all because he was a demon. And Prahlad, although officially a demon or categorized among the demons, in Bhagavad Gita, Krishna says, uh, what is that? Pralada, Pralada, what is that? Hmm? Daityanam Praladasaham, something like Praladosmi, yes. I, among the demons, I am Pralad. Uh, but in rejecting the protection of Hiranyakashipu, Pralad became the object of the wrath of Hiranyakashipu. And he, being a demon, he was by nature angry. Very fearful anger, too, even to the demigods. But Prahlad wasn't in the slightest bit perturbed, uh, knowing the truth that you're going to have to look this up because I won't remember the whole verse. Bhalazjaneha sharanang pitaro nrshimha. Now, tasya chagadamudanvati majatau. No, tasya tat trivid here. Hmm? Prativid here? Hmm? Yeah, hmm? Iha, here, give it to me. I didn't put it in my preparation, but it just came to my mind now. Balasyanaya sharanang pitarao nrishimha. Nartasya chagadamu danvati majato. No. Taptasya tat prativid here ya ihanja seshtas. Tavad vibho tanubritang tadupekshitanam. Prahlad, praying to Nrsimhadev, says that the parents, pitaro, means father and mother, cannot, in this world, neha, in this world, they cannot give protection to the child 
and one who is afflicted in a boat on the sea, uh, it, he cannot be protected by the boat. You may think the boat is very good, but it's no guarantee. Or medicine cannot protect someone who is destined to suffer and die. These things cannot protect one as long as one does not take shelter, as long as one is neglectful of vibho. He's addressing Nishimhadev as you are the actually powerful one. <clears throat> so, and, uh, As long as one doesn't identify as the servant of Nrsimhadev, then no other arrangement can actually protect us. In India we find all over the country advertisements for LIC. Every middle class person knows what LIC is, Life Insurance Corporation of India. And they have some they they use that motto. What is it? Do they use it? Yoga Kshemam Bahamiaham? <laughs> They use that. I don't know if any previously when Life Insurance Corporation was in India was founded, many people would know what that means, but nowadays they don't. But Krishna says, I yoga kshemam, what people need to perform their activities, I provide. So the promise is that the promise is that the insurance corporation will do it. So it's typical atheism. Indian style mixture of piety and atheism. It must have been a, it must have been a, an ayah who thought that up. <laughs> really, it's typical of the South Indian smarters. They'll take something from Shastra and put it in a completely atheistic, mundane context, and it's to them it seems spiritual. We have to be protected by Krishna. He's our ultimate protector. Sometimes devotees go through many dangers and difficulties, like Prahlad, like the Pandavas, like Kunti, like Ambarish, like Dhruva Maharaj. The list goes on and on and on. But they all kept faith in Krishna, who ultimately protected them. One of the devotees mentioned in Bhagavatam, who was ultimately protected by Krishna, is Gajendra. And this whole series of names we're going through in Vishnu Sahasranam uh, is being commented upon by both Baladev Vidyabhushan and prior to him Parashra Bhatta in terms of Bhagavan Narayana protecting Gajendra. Uh, so this name fits very uh, fittingly very appropriately, very aptly. Rakshana, uh, the elephant, Gajendra, thought himself the protector of the other elephants in the herd. That's why he's called Gajendra, the king of the elephants. Uh, but a much smaller animal caused him so much difficulty. When he was first caught by the crocodile, maybe he didn't take it very seriously, because he thought, well, okay, I'm, the, I'm the big boss around here. It's just some little reptile. Uh, 
in elsewhere in his commentaries, Parashabhata refers to that crocodile as a keet, like an insect. That's in relation to Bhagavan. But in relation to Gajendra, he was more powerful than Gajendra thought. And Gajendra for a thousand celestial years was trying with his considerable might to free himself from the crocodile, but couldn't. And in the end, he turned to Krishna. And there are many examples of this. Draupadi trying to protect herself from the attack of Dushashana by holding her cloth, uh, her, her protectors, her husbands, who are supposed to be her protectors, being bound by Yudhishthira's maybe misunderstanding of dharma, at least. Bhima took it to be a misunderstanding, was unable to protect them. And not only her husbands, but all her all respectable people, Dhritarashtra, Bhishma, Bidura was there unprotested, but no one listened to him as usual. Uh, they They should have protected her but they would not protect her, and ultimately Krishna protected her. So this name is very apt in relation to many devotees, actually all devotees. That's one of the symptoms of being a devotee. Rakshishatiti, Vishvaso, to have faith that Krishna will protect me. <coughs> uh, and particularly we're calling to mind the pastime of Bhagavan Narayana protecting Gajendra because it's in a whole series of names which being uh, commented upon in relation to the deliverance of Gajendra. Shankaracharya explains the name Sattvam gunam adhishtaya jagatrayam rakshana iti rakshanaha. Who, being situated in the mode of goodness, of course he's Shuddha Sattva, but this is after all Shankaracharya commenting, protects all the three worlds, should be known as rakshana. He protects, especially, especially his devotees, just as parents protect their children, uh, all protective functions in this world, the, the parents to the children, the king to the subjects, guru to the disciples, all the functions of protecting spring from him. He's the ultimate protector. It's his very nature to protect, just like the parents, they don't go through a whole rational, logical, mental process to think why they're protecting their children. In fact, if they did, they probably wouldn't protect them. If, if we think completely philosophically and we understand that actually I have no particular relationship with this child, uh, <clears throat> just like we see the son of Chitraketu, when he was called back to life by 
Narad Muni said, here's your father. He said, well, which father? I had so many fathers. I had so many births and so many fathers. So philosophically, if we, if we think about it, then we can understand who is our father in this world? Who is our mother? Who is our child? These are all illusory relationships in as much as they are temporary and without proper understanding they bind us to this world. With proper understanding we, you know, we can understand minimally that uh, I, I've given birth to this child so it's my duty to protect <clears throat> or if Vaishnava parents think this this child is sent by Krishna so I have to raise this child in Krishna consciousness. <clears throat> but mostly <laughs> parents don't think like that. They they just it's automatically. You see, even the even the animals, not all of them, some animals eat their own children. Some snakes eat their own children. But even the the dog, the bitch, the, the, the male doesn't care, but the the mother looks after the child, even at great risk. If a, if a snake attacks the puppies, then the, the bitch will, at great risk to herself, uh, try to chase off the snake, uh, risking her own life for this. She doesn't think why. This <coughs> protection, propensity, originates in the Supreme Personality of Godhead. In Tiruvayamoli, Narmalva stresses that it, it is the very nature of Bhagavan to protect. Yeah. <clears throat> Anyone, if we see a, a small child and there seems to be some danger, then even if it's not our own child, it'll be our... And naturally, we'll want to do something to protect. It, it, it just springs naturally from our consciousness. The, the scientists may like to say, well, it's because of some chemicals in our brains or whatever, but to hell with them. Uh, <laughs> it's our nature to, uh, to want to protect. It's not just some chemicals in the brain. It may be that you can map that function according to chemicals or electric synapses in the brain, but the the root cause of that mentality or that mental function is that we partake of the nature of God in very small quantity and we naturally feel that impulse to protect as far as we can those who require protection. Uh, Nam Oliver points out that not only is it his nature protect, to protect, but he also performs the functions of creation and destruction. Generally, we hear of Brahma as being the creator, Vishnu, the maintainer and protector, maintenance and protection. They're very intimately linked. And destruction, we think of Lord Shiva. But Namalava points out that actually it's Lord Vishnu doing all these. 
by empowering Brahma and Shiva and by being their director, he inspires them to do so. And these functions are there also directed ultimately toward the protection of the jivas because destroying a worn-out body of a conditioned soul means destruction is followed by creation. They get a new body uh, so that they can, if you're, if you're in the body of a worm, when that body is, it's time for it to die out, then you get a new body, whatever you're, according to your karmic uh, destiny, you get another body, so it's all to bring one to the point of the human body so that one can uh, go up in the, uh, or make progress. I was talking about that, uh, how human life is meant for making progress. So destruction and creation, they're also his act of protection, but particularly he keeps the portfolio of, of protection personally for, for himself. Uh, he delegates that function, the functions of creation and destruction to others, but protection he does himself. And the Acharyas explain that he has to protect Lakshmi and he can't delegate that to anyone else. He has to do that himself and uh, the, so he takes that on for all the uh, he takes that function on for all the jivas protection is the motive for his taking so many avatars as he states in Bhagavad Gita paritranaya sadhunam vinashayata duskritam dharma samsthapanartaya sambhavami yuge yuge for the uplift of the saintly people. That means protecting them. For the destruction of the wicked. Why destroy the wicked? That's to protect the saintly. And to protect dharma by re-establishing it. Krishna says, I manifest age after age. <clears throat> what is that in Manu Sanghita? Dharma Rakshati Rakshitaha. Those who protect Dharma, they are protected by Dharma. So this protection, and Dharma ultimately, who protects Dharma by living according to Dharma, or the kings who protect Dharma, or the rishis who protect Dharma? by establishing the proper understanding of dharma and uh, defeating the wrong understandings, the misunderstandings of dharma. They are protected by dharma. Dharma is ultimately Vishnu himself. So in the Paritranaya Sadhunam, this is stressing that for the purpose of protection, he comes. He can do it through others. He does it through others also. 
but uh, he personally comes. Yeah, he does it through others. He does it through the king. He does it through the parents. He does it through the brahmanas, Vaishnavas, gurus, and he personally comes. Uh, considering the name Rakshana, uh, considering we are incapable, we need protection, therefore we have to pray to Krishna for protection. We also have to take the responsibility given to us for protecting as sub-protectors within our very small sphere of activities. Uh, we have the duty to protect others. Uh, again, as a parent, it, it's considered that one who is born, he's born, immediately one is born, one is born with a debt to the parents, to the forefathers, and that debt is discharged by serving the elderly parents, offering pinda to the forefathers, and having children to perpetuate the process. That is how the debt is uh, discharged. Of course, if one takes full shelter of Krishna, then all such considerations are uh, nullified, but otherwise we all have the duty to protect to the extent that we have the ability. An example is given of a tree. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu gives the example. Actually, Krishna gives the example of the tree. And... Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Krishna gives the example of a tree speaking to Balaram, that how the trees, they, they give shelter to others. And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu incorporates this into his famous verse, Tarari Vasahishnaya. One should be tolerant like a tree. And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu explains how from the tree, we can learn not only tolerance, but J.J. Magae Tare De Apandan Gharama Brishti Shahe Ane Kare Rakan. Whatever people want, whoever comes to take, the tree allows to take, gives. Every part of the tree, part of the tree is the, use the, the fruits, the flowers. Uh, the, the twigs can be used for various for, for brushing teeth in some cases. The leaves can be used in various ways. Some leaves are used for making roof thatch. Some are used for uh, for eating. Uh, then the bark of the tree can have medicinal purposes. Some tree bark is used can be used for making clothing. Uh, the, the wood of the tree can be used in so many ways. The tree lives to serve. And one of the functions is that protection. To protect others from heat and rain, the tree itself has to suffer the heat and the rain, but doesn't complain. A protector gives shelter to others. The example is given 
of the tree. Hare Krishna. Any question on this? If there's any question on this, please ask. And then uh, there are, I know that I left some time because there are questions on other topics also. So please. Um, Hare Krishna. Maharaj, can it, can, can it be said that um, although Krishna can employ his energies to protect his devotees, he comes personally because of affection for them? Of course, yeah. Then if that is that is the understanding, why in certain cases like Draupadi did he not come personally to protect her? Why didn't he come to Draupadi? Because he was engaged fighting Shalva over in Dwaraka. Of course, he could expand himself, but he has his Leela also. And there are other reasons how just by that, that instance demonstrated how he is non-different from his name, by calling out the name of Krishna, she was, she was protected. Govinda, Govinda, Govinda. How Krishna can act, even without being personally present, he protects his devotees. There are so many things. And by his leelas, they're, they're not always understandable according to what we think he should do. He has his own way of doing things. And everything he does demonstrates his inconceivable potencies and his inconceivable love for his devotees. So any more questions on this? Otherwise we'll... Okay, over to other questions. <laughs> 